Welcome to Shekinah International Podcast. Our ministry reflects the five-fold ministry model Apostle Paul mentions in Ephesians 4, 11, and 12. Our podcast features leaders from multiple churches who are passionate about equipping Christians just like you to walk in purity and power, fulfilling your God-given purpose. God wants to do great exploits through you, so enjoy today's podcast. So today we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit, and it was like, oh my gosh, everything hit me today, you know, starting with the class and then the worship today, um, how awesome it is and how awesome the Holy Spirit is as we let him work in and through us. He is our helper. So um, I want to start talking about, so what are some of those key things? The Holy, Who is the Holy Spirit to each of us? So um, the Holy Spirit in the Hebrew is Ruha. Getting to what, you know, Lyra, you were talking about that during class today. Ruha. In the Greek, it's Penu. Penuma, um, and then the spirit, which is the wind or breath. Um, so th- remembering what, um, let's look at scripture in Genesis, how God created man and what he did in Genesis 2-7. So, but before I do that, you know, I'm reading my Bible. So if everybody get our words out here, our Bibles out, you can tell when haven't done this in a while. So this, if you guys please hold up your Bible, your word, if it's on the phone. And if you could declare after me, this is my Bible, God's word. When I read it, when I read it, when I read it, and respond to what it says, and respond to what it says, it changes my life. Amen. And it does. We stand on that and believe that. Thank you, guys. It's always important to, for, for me when I get up here to teach. I really like, not that, and I have my phone, um, my, the Bible on my phone, but there's something about the book, the Word. I just really, I like to, and I can't imagine not having this, and there are places in this world where this is not allowed. And that's what people do over, and like China, for instance, they memorize because they memorize these pages, and from what I'm remembering, and I think it was a word that um, one of um, one of Bill Johnson's boys, and I think it was the one that was the pastor at Bethel and left recently, and I can't remember, Eric, talked about, <laughs> I think it was a trip that he took to China, and they, they were smuggling Bibles in. So what would happen, and he had a suitcase full of Bibles and clothes, and they never found it. That was the Holy Spirit there. But what happened, they would get the Bibles in, but then they would take pages out, take pages out of the Bible, and then they would share amongst people. So you never knew what kind of page you were going to get, but they had to memorize it because um, if they didn't and somebody found it, they would be um, put in camps. They could be executed. And And I think about that. And I think about it, the fact of how I look at the word now is different from I was saved in October of 1998. And I was baptized prophetically on October 31st. And I knew that was God because who gets baptized on Valentine's Day? Only somebody that's prophetic. And I did. And I remember doing that. It was important for have both of my parents there. And they're divorced, for people that may not know that, but they're remarried. But it was really important, and I was like, it was a prophetic sign, and God was showing me way back then that even though they weren't married, they still were my parents. 
and they, how much they honored me to come to see me get baptized. But I was thinking about that sitting there today because, you know, it's Halloween's, what, only a couple weeks away, and thinking about who, and I had people, why are you getting baptized on Halloween? I said, because I just feel like I'm supposed to. And I'm thinking, Lord, I don't know. I'm just like, whatever, I guess. And I, and I still laugh about that because it was just funny. It was really funny at the time. Um, but every time I get in the Word, he highlights something new to me. And so let's take a look at Genesis 2-7. Then the Lord God formed a man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And the man became a living being. You know, think about this prophetically. God breathed into the nostrils of the man the breath of life, the ruha breath. And Adam became a living being. Think about that. And think about what that meant. You know, I, of course, I visualize, wow, I wonder what that looked like. I mean, who think? Okay, I'm just, I'm thinking, was he laying there, Lord? What was going on? Like he breathed and... Every, the organs appeared. I mean, I'm thinking this, thinking that is just, he hovered, remembering earlier in our class, um, and I was going to mention this um, later, but I want to mention it, you know, the book we're studying, Encountering the Holy Spirit in every book of the Bible um, by David Diga Hernandez. And I'm telling you, I'm activated every time I pick that book up for something because there's something to what he has. There's something God has imparted onto him that he's sharing in his book. Because when I, every time I've, I've read through everything today, it was about the oils and about in, in, encountering, hovering, how God hovered over the hoovered, hovered. I don't know. Is that down south? I guess. I don't know. Hoovered. <laughs> how the, the Holy Spirit hovered over the water. And we had a discussion about or brooded, to brood over something, is to think about something hovering over something. I think of a chick, chicken hovering over her little chicks, the eggs, the incubation period. It's like, you know, for me, he's been incubating over me for the last 23 years for different things. And Stephanie, you're going to get me to cry by sharing what you did earlier because I can't imagine going through what we've been through the last 14 years with anybody but you. Because the first time I met you, I'm thinking there's something different about her, Lord. She was just different. Meaning, and I mean that in a good way, like you were real people. Like I was raised going to church, but I wasn't raised in the church. I wasn't a preacher's kid, but I was a people person. So I, I thought I could get a good read on people. And right away, you know, I would go in church, go through the motions, read my Bible, do all the religious things, and I got saved. But, you know, I was missing something, and it was actually the Holy Spirit. In 2003, when I got filled with the Holy Spirit by a little little church here in Lansing, Michigan, was that where I met Stephanie, and I met her four years later. But that was the piece that was missing that I wasn't finding in the other churches I had been raised in. I mean, you read the word, you had your songs, you, raised, you couldn't raise your hands, though. It's like, ooh, do I raise my hands? I'm like, whatever. I did, you know, and, and the music was different. But there was something when you got into the word and it would activate, I would start visualizing stuff. So I would, I would draw, and I'm thinking, who draws? Because I used to get in trouble when I sat in church if I doodled or wrote or wasn't paying attention. But see, something was going on that I didn't understand, like God was showing me something. So fast forward, um, all the things that he taught me, um, 
you know, for thinking about this. Ruha, Kadosh, Holy Spirit, in John 14, 26. And this is, I think, the living translation. But the helper, the Ruha, HaKadosh, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of everything that I sent to you. You know, when you read that, you're, sometimes we get things sent to us that aren't in his name. And this is where we need to be wise about that. And, and I'm going to talk a little bit about that. But because we flow prophetically and release words, I mean, this is natural here. But in some places, it's not. And I, I pray, and particularly over the social media right now, all the words being released about this is going to happen this time. This is going to happen. And Holy Spirit said, be still, just Pray about things, but let Holy Spirit do the work. Um, and he is going to show us, and he's going to teach us everything and remind us of everything that he said to us. And again, this is a reminder, and I mentioned this in our class. I've really struggled with journaling the last two years, you guys, and I don't know what it is. I was such a faithful journal journalist, and, and I think it was, it's probably been the warfare Literally, I mean, I would wake up in the middle of the night and journal with my dreams because I wouldn't want to forget. Or I used to record them on my phone. I'd wake up from my dream and record them on my phone. And I think it's I it's been a it's been difficult because it's just been wearisome getting out of bed. It seemed like some days, but I think at the end of the day, perseverance is the key because you know all things are possible with God, but some sometimes we we um don't see that. And I've been challenged with that because I've struggled with just kind of being in a place, being transparent, that's been really hard. And it pro it's probably been the last two years. But I think at the end of the day, um, it's like what Stephanie shared about um, with Angela, that hit me hard too, because I felt like a kindred spirit there. Like we had some similar experiences from the past, and I give, gave her something prophetically that as a warrior, from one warrior to another. And then when I when I woke up in the middle of the night, picked my phone up and saw that she had passed, I said, Lord, what is going on of all people? And I hadn't, I've only known her probably, since, well, as long as I've known Denise. But there was just something different. She reminded me of somebody that I knew from years ago that, was just such a kind person and had a gentle spirit. And then to see that happen, and the Lord's like, it's, it's you know, I'm taking care of this. I said, okay, Lord, you know. But I'm thinking, what is going on? And, and Stephanie and I were talking about the attacks, the, the people that are, particularly of those people that are leading bodies and corporate bodies, the people that, that are connected with them, like they're the people that are very connected and, and following through and moving things forward and how challenging it's been. But with the Holy Spirit, all things are possible. So thank you, Stephanie, for that. Um, I just think we're in a season like we've never been in. And to keep focus, keep your prayers up, you know, is so important right now. But I want to um, wanna look at 14, 26, and 28 for the Holy Spirit. But the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. And I, I've underlined this because I want us to think about, but the advocate, the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit's an advocate. 
What is an advocate? A fa- an advocate is somebody that's in your corner, somebody who will stand with you and support you. And just, you know, Stephanie, just what you shared with me, it was like remembering that prophetic word I gave you. And I gave you some other ones. I'm thinking, she's going to think I'm off my rocker. I used to call, leave a messages on her phone at church, a message prophetically. I said, you know, I got this word. I don't know why I'm leaving it to on your, on your, your voicemail. And not knowing later on, she shared with me there were some things going on. I'm like, all right, Lord, I'm thinking, I don't know if anybody else gets her messages, but she'll understand what I'm saying. So, But I used to do that, wake up at 6 a.m. and leave her voicemail at work. And after I stopped, you know, trying not to wake her up with the dreams. But but there was it was warfare and things going on. But, but how the Holy Spirit was moving me to do something to be obedient, because I'm thinking there's something to this, Lord, because I... Um, I'd never done this before. This was totally new. This I'd never done this before, but it was like I'd made the connection and I was doing ministry with Trinity at that time and was involved in a ministry called Image, and then I transitioned to jail ministry. But it was like through this time, I periodically would you know, leave voicemails on the phone. And I'm thinking, there, but there was something to that. And I just, I'm so glad that I could do that to encourage you through that time because I know that was not easy being a female and with some of the things that were happening, but just being a, a young generation, ge- the next generation coming up to, um, of people that were younger than me that, oh, well, sorry, people that were, um, maybe didn't understand your gift set. Um, just, I'm just so glad that we could do that. Um, I could share that with you. But I just, you know, going back to what the Holy Spirit would prompt me, and I'm thinking, I don't understand. But then as you, as you see in this verse, the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and remind you of everything I've said to you. So the journaling part continues to be a challenge for me. So this was a prophetic word for me why it's so important that, that we write things down and go back and revisit. Because this is where we can find out we can go back, it's like, oh, I forgot about that dream. What about that did happen? And see, he can speak to us again on that, the issue that maybe he brought to us five years ago. Okay, fast forward. Then it comes to fruition. It's like, oh, so that's why I could do that. And he, peace, he leaves, He peace I leave you, my peace I give you, I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. So with, as everything you see happening in the world today, do not let your heart be troubled. Do not be afraid. And if you're if something's coming to you that you don't have peace about, you need to think twice about receiving it. I don't care what it is. If it's some type of a great deal, an offer, it's pray through it. And, and I know, and this is for people on the phone too, or on the phone, on the podcast, the importance of prayer because you know, if, if you don't have peace about something, Holy Spirit's trying to highlight something to you for a reason. Um, do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. If we sat there and watched the news every day, people, I would be afraid. And we have to watch what we see, what we put through our eye gate, Holy Spirit, um, because there's people that are false prophets. We know they're out there. Even people intentionally think they're releasing words the right way. They may not be. Um, Somebody who's your advocate is someone who will stand with you, like I said earlier, and support you. Um, thinking about stuff coming at me every day in, in government, as Stephanie was mentioning earlier, um, I work with many people that are advocates. 
um, for services for older adults. That's the area I work in. However, many times they have what I would call their own agendas. Um, sometimes that agenda is almost always not God's best. And the advocate for God always has our best interests in mind, even when we do not see it at the time. So there's a lot of agendas happening right now across government, both the city, state, federal, um, and world levels. We see lots of changes happen in governments all across the world. But God, with God, all things are possible. And I, I sit back and I just watch. And I think one of the things that this class is teaching me is to listen. Um, I was interviewed this past week with uh, somebody from that school down in, down in Ann Arbor, which that down the road school, you know, that blue school, <laughs> that Michigan school. Um, this is an inside joke, you know, I'm a Spartan. But so they actually were asking me questions that there, there, wasn't another, there was another agenda, and God was pretty much showing me that. So I asked questions, and I said, well, that's interesting because in 10 years ago, this happened, and these actually were some of those same questions. So I was praying because I think the federal government allocates funds to this program for reasons, but then Congress wants to evaluate how effective it is, as they should. So sometimes they hire outside groups to find things out and, and find out what, what the inside scoop is. So with this program particularly, in the interview, I thought it went very well. I really appreciated the, you know, the students. And but it just reminded me sometimes people may be involved in an agenda that they're not even, they don't know they're being used. And this is for that next generation millennial. Please continue to stay focused on what God has showed you in your heart. Our ceiling is your floor. So I just want to encourage you. You do see, you do hear, and sometimes. People will exploit us because of the, and I'm thinking the whole social justice um, thing that we see happening in our country because as one who supports causes and cares and loves people, but we have to do things the right way and care about people and love people and help them, but there's a way to do that. Um, so I say all that to say that um, I d uh, you heard me say, and this is in verse 28, I'm going away and I'm coming back to you. If you loved me, you would be glad that I'm going to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. Think about that. And he says here in verse 28, if you loved me, you would be glad that I'm going to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. You know, sometimes I get so. I mean, I can't imagine, you know, the disciples, what they thought, you know, about this. Because if it was me, I'm like, I wouldn't want Jesus to go either. I don't. I wouldn't want him to go. I want him to stay right with me. But... But if we loved him, we have to let him go. And sometimes we're called in times to let things go. Um, the Holy Spirit sometimes highlights those things. Um, so I want to encourage you. So the first point I want to make is Holy Spirit is a loving helper. He is a loving helper. So John 3.16, for God so loved the world, he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Everybody knows that scripture. I mean, that's a lot of us were raised on that for people on the podcast. Um, John 3.16 is the heart of God sent his son Jesus, his son in the flesh unto the world, not to condemn the world but to save the world because God loved us that much. And as, as people, when we're in distress, we want someone who will care for us. We want someone who loves us 
who wants to, we want someone who will offer us comfort and consolation and be sincere about it. Um, we all want someone who will hear our cries of sorrow, will step up, sit down, and show generally concern for us. The Holy Spirit is that person. He speaks soothing words to ease our pain, and he's no stranger. He knows us, each of us, inside and out. And even in spite of that, because we all have those areas that he knows those areas that we can't, we want to hide sometimes. He loves us in spite of ourselves sometimes, in spite of some of the challenges. And I'll, I'm first to admit, it can be very challenging in government right now. And I have to repent of wanting to say specific things or phrases that get me to laugh. But, <laughs> Patty, you know what I'm talking. <laughs> but with God, all things are possible. Um, So, again, Holy Spirit is a loving helper. Um, and, again, he sent his, um, he demonstrated that love for us. When we were still sinners, he sent his son Christ to die for us. He did not spare his own son for us, but gave his son up for us all because he loved us. We love because he first loved us. And I want to repeat that again. We love because he first loved us. We are called to love. We are called to be a loving helper to the body. We are called to be like the Holy Spirit. We are called. And sometimes we have a choice. Many are called, but few are chosen. There's a big, there's a process that God takes us through. And because of that, sometimes we're not chosen because we haven't fulfilled the call that he's taking us through a process. And we talked about this in class um, the, earlier this morning about going through that process about the roots you know, having to get those, those um, the process that we go through, we have to be rooted and grounded and built up in him in order for us to be used by him for that call. And, it, and sometimes it takes a while, and we can't rush the process, and it's okay that it takes a while. He's taking me through my own process, just like he's taken Stephanie and Donna and Holly and Matt and, and other people. Um, there's a process he is taking us through to be that person that we're called to be. So the second point I want to make is Holy Spirit is a faithful helper. Um, love in this world sometimes proves to be unfaithful. Um, oh, sharper than a serpent's tooth is an unfaithful friend. Far more bitter than the gall of bitterness is a friend who turns their back on you when you're in distress. It is sorrow of sorrows to have one whom you love forsake you in the hour of your need. It is a dark day when they are nowhere to be found. People, God does not abandon us, his children. He does not leave us as orphans. God will always, always, always be by our side. And the Holy Spirit is a faithful helper. Just like in Joshua 1.5, um, no one will be able to oppose you all the days of your life. Just as I have been with Moses, I will be with you. I will not desert you nor abandon you. In Psalm 27, 1, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the defense of my life. Who shall I dread? And I, I and, and Stephanie, I, I just want to commend you for how you've persevered the last two years about your best friend. And I'm not talking about me. <laughs> oh, jeez. 
because there's going to be a greater reward for everything that you've been through. And know that with God, all things are possible for those who believe and are called according to his purposes. Because God's not done with that's the situation. Holy Spirit, the faithful helper. In 1 Peter 5, 6, and 7, therefore, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God so that he may exalt you in all proper time, having cast all your anxieties on him because he cares about you. And it's key, you guys, to be, he is a faithful helper, but we need to be that person that listens, that humbles themselves and lets him do the work in us that he needs to do for us and casting all the our, our cares on him. And in Romans 8, 28, and we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purposes. That doesn't mean all things are good, but he can make all things good. So he can make lemonade out of lemons. He can, he can, I mean, and I just love that. I, I'm just saying because I love some good old-fashioned lemonade from Chick-fil-A. I do. I have to say I had some good lemonade from my mom and my grandmother from down in Tennessee, but I love that. I guess, I don't know, I like it that they call me, I'm waiting to hear my grandmother, Laura Allison. But I just, the whole making lemonade out of lemons, because whatever God Whatever the enemy intends for bad, God can turn it for good. And that's where that perseverance comes. Children of God, are you in trouble? Do you turn to him who will never turn away from you? He will never leave you nor forsake you. And these words should ring in your ears, for they are always true. God is ever faithful. But you may say, but I've sinned. Do you think God doesn't know what we've done? We can't hide it. I mean, he knows. Just like I the, shared the thing about the hide-and-go-seek, I love that because I used to play that as a kid, and I like to be the one to hide. You know, I was always the teeny, tiny, short one, the little teeny one, and particularly I could, back in the day, smaller places. But there was something about that. But I like to hear them count to 10. I'm like, oh, here they come. And I'm like, but I'm hiding here. And then you can go to that spot, that safe place. You could go to that safe place and touch it. Because God knows, and he knows what's going on. But even in your unfaithfulness, because some of us, we've not been very faithful to God and our beliefs. He always remains faithful. The Bible tells us, come to him in the boldness of faith, faith and tell him what's going on. I just want to encourage you. Um, because he is a faithful helper. And if there's somebody that you've you've had some offense in your heart, and one of the things we've been talking about, and again with the witchcraft is so strong right now in the atmosphere, and it's not an accident, Halloween's in a couple weeks, um, to get that right, you know, if there's some offense that you're offended with somebody, just to take care of that and don't let that door of bitterness and, and there are things that I've had to repent of. So this isn't this isn't about you all, it's for all of us because I do and part of that's the atmosphere I, I'm in right now for work. And then it kind of bubbles over into other parts of my life that I've had to repent. So just I just want to encourage you about being a faithful person, whatever you're doing, being faithful with the least of these things. He gives you more. He expands your territory. And but just know that if you pray for it and ask for it, he'll give it to you. But with his heart and the in the in his timing, yeah, amen. Um, so Holy Spirit is also a wise helper. 
think about this. And so we'll read Acts 16, 6 through 8. Paul and his companions traveled throughout the region of Phrygia and Galatia, having been kept from the Holy Spirit, I'm sorry, having been kept by the Holy Spirit from preaching the word in the province of Asia. When they came to the border of Mysia, they tried to enter Bithynia, but the Spirit of Jesus would not allow them to. So they passed by Mysia and went down to Troas. Think about this. What if Paul had not listened to the Holy Spirit and just kept on going into Asia? And what could have happened? Um, sometimes we try to take matters into our own plans and don't listen to the Holy Spirit because it's about us. It's not about what's good for the people, but it's about our ministry, our glory. And I believe that, and I, I don't know for a fact, but I just, as I think, I believe there is something there that was not ready for Paul in Asia or perhaps something that might have happened to him that could have stopped his ministry. Either way, God kept Paul from traveling to Asia for a reason that none of us will ever know, and that is a good thing, for God's ways are higher than our ways, and his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. So remembering stories from 9-11, from a lot of the people that were kept from going to work that day, that this, some told them not to go to work, so they didn't. And then look what happened to the World Trade Center. And these were people that worked at the World Trade Center, people that were Christians. And I'm remembering the story of the person who write Love and Respect, Emerson Egeritz, who had, had been the pastor at Trinity years ago when I was attending there. And so he was supposed to have had a meeting there, and something told him not to go. And then he didn't. And then so he was not in the World Trade Center when the plane struck. But knowing what I know about some of the ministry that him and his wife have had over the years with the whole marriage ministry thinking, and that's just one story. I'm, I've heard that there are many other stories like that, how the Holy Spirit spoke to people not to go. And I've had times in my travels in government not to drive to Detroit at a specific time. It's like, okay, I won't go. I'll just call into the meeting. And there had been, a, for instance, a horrible accident on 696 downtown, literally like a 40-car pileup. And I'm like, well, I'm glad I didn't go, Lord. Thank you for that. And and I think, though, one of the things I struggled with at times is the fear part, too, about not going. So there's a balance we have to not to be afraid and, of course, winter times are always challenging sometimes with travel, but with, with the weather, snow, and ice, and having been in different, having been in a rollover myself, I've been in the past in a rollover. But, but thinking back to what if Paul wouldn't have listened, though? What if he just would have gone, you know, just went right in Asia anyway? Who knows what could have happened? You know, he could have stopped the ministry from expanding, but something could have happened to him. So the Holy Spirit is a wise helper, and it's so important that we be in tune to that, to listen to him. Um, yeah, Holy Spirit, the wise helper, and, and Hebrews 11, 8 through 10. By faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. By faith, he made his home in the promised land like a stranger in a foreign country. He lived in tents as did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs with him of the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city with foundations whose architect and builder is God. So I'm reminded of this seven years ago when I sold my condo for cash and wound up being, renting a, not even renting, but living with a very close friend of mine and her family, thinking, what am I doing, Lord? I've not lived with people in years. What are you doing? He's like, you need to, you need to do this. It's like, okay. But it came right on my birthday, 
which I thought was hilarious. And then, but it was like, I had no idea, but I knew I was supposed to get, you know, be debt free and do the things I needed to do and shift and make some changes financially and to get out from under because my condo had, you know, it was underwater. My mortgage was because of the fall, the fall they had, you know, with the, with the mortgage companies and my place wasn't worth as much as it was when I got it. So fast forward seven years later, um, and doing really good financially as I start making, looking at this transition to being not working in government, not retiring, but retiring from state government. And it's in a transition. And I got a nice mug to remind me of that today. Um, but I think about um, what Abraham means. And, and we studied this in class today about Abraham used to be Abram. And then they changed his name to Abraham, and it was hey. That was what that, that addition, which was the breath of God. I never knew that about what that addition to his name meant. So I'm thinking, wow, this is cool. Um, for Abraham was looking forward to the city with foundations whose architect and builder is God. So Abraham was seeing something. He was all excited about something, and I'm thinking, all right, Lord, you're doing something. Um, you know, Abraham went out not knowing where he was to go, but went. He trusted the Lord, for he wanted to receive the inheritance that God promised him. And as such, he obeyed. And as the word says, obedience is better than sacrifice. So again, Holy Spirit's the wise helper. In Isaiah 30, 19 to 21, people of Zion who live in Jerusalem, you will weep no more how gracious he will be when you cry for help. And I underlined that because for the wise helper to help us, we have to talk to him. Okay, and I'm just saying I can be challenged. I don't want to talk sometimes, but we need to. So, But he knows what we're thinking before we say it. But, you know, about decreeing and sharing, and, you know, Holly, you shared some things in class today about the importance of the declarations and speaking out. And I've been one, like I said earlier in the prophetic, when we were doing the facilitation earlier, there was a time when I wouldn't say things. And it's like, but lives can be at stake. It's so important that they, we release. It's so important that we release, but we have, to, we have to reach out to him. He hears us and he will answer us. All the Lord, the Lord, and as the verse goes on, although, although the Lord gives you the bread of adversity and the water of affliction, your teachers will be hidden no more. With your own eyes, you will see them. Whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. And I just really felt like I underlined that because it's important because we can look to the left or right, but we hear something and we just keep walking, keep moving forward. And I feel like this is a word about moving forward. And that's really what we're doing. And we're seeing, because of the fact we're moving forward, we're seeing things happening around us. We just got to just press into that. And, I'm, and there are days it's, it's challenging, but we have to be, our, be in a position where we can hear that wise helper because this is the way, walk in it, which like he's, he's showing us the way. It's the path, the truth, and the life. So Holy Spirit, the wise helper. Sometimes we have people in our lives that aren't wise helpers. I'm thinking of the Eeyores. <laughs> they think they're wise helpers. But in reality, they are not, such as the case of Job. You know, Job had these three friends, and I, I didn't, um, 
I didn't write out the scripture, but I just, I have it highlighted here in verses 32, 1 through 37, 24. Job's three friends rebuked him for suffering. You know, they thought they were being helpful, but they weren't. Sometimes we have those people in our lives um, that think they're wise, but they're not. They may come to us in our time of need, but did they really comprehend the grief or sorrow his friends had? Um, did they really understand what was going on with Job? Did they fully understand Job's situation? Could they see into his heart and know the depth of his hurt? They came to give him a prescription for healing, and I feel like that's that religious spirit all day long. Um, rather than providing healing, it caused more hurt. And who's not been hurt in the church? A lot of, I think probably everybody at some time has been hurt in the church. Um, sometimes we go and visit people and, and we mistake their illnesses just as Job's friends did. We want to help, but instead we bring more hurt. And it takes wisdom to help people. When the Holy Spirit comes, he comes in wisdom. It takes, it takes wisdom to help people. When the Holy Spirit comes, he comes in wisdom, for he is a wise helper. Um, and I say this as one coming from the, the counseling field. Um, the, the wise helper takes our soul. He lays it open on a table and dissects it in a moment. He finds out what the root problem is and sees where the issue is that needs healing. And then he applies that little that little scalpel, the lance, for surgery where it's required, and he never makes a mistake. The Holy Spirit never makes a mistake. He's always wise, and with him, we're always in safe hands. So think about that, sir, and I think of prophetically that surgery. Sometimes there's things that have to be cut out, and it's important that we do it. And sometimes cutting things out, it, it's in layers, too. Some of us have gone through healing for different things, but there's layers that we have to go through because if you do it at once, it will shock your system and you'll just shut down. And having been through situations, that's not healthy. Just take it one layer at a time. And I think sometimes the church thinks they have all the answers, but in reality, we know who's the answers, the Holy Spirit. That's not to say that the church can't help. I look at our small body that we have here, but it's, it's a remnant that really thinking about we had Craig Miller in this past year and then we had Joan in exactly a year ago in November but think about keys to that and I think they were so strategic Stephanie I look back to that now particularly with Craig and what a great resource Craig has been and I want to encourage you if you've ever if you haven't had time to schedule time with Craig um, I want to encourage you but if you have it's important to there are things in his books that we can that you can use for yourself tapping out the areas of healing that you need um, because I think he meets with people three times and and that's okay but if it's a long long in-depth situation like you need some really um, in-depth counseling that's important to um, to get that and it's okay and that's okay and that's okay to go through that um, because we're all in process um, but I, I just that really resonated with me and I've actually had dreams I haven't had one in, in a couple years, one particularly related to being in surgery, operating on somebody's heart. That, And I think back now in this person in real life, I had a challenge with, and I was trying to show them about how to operate on this person's heart. And in the, the dream, the person didn't receive that. And 
um, but it was interesting. I think back now that it was just a prophetic sign for me to something that later on that I dealt with 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 the jail ministry team, and um, so I I think back to that that um, God can come, the Holy Spirit can come at us through our dreams, through visions. And through different situations, he's a loving helper, he's a faithful helper, and he's a wise helper. Ultimately, it is up to each of us who we listen to. And I want to be clear when I say there is nothing wrong with getting wise counsel from others. As the proverb states in 11.14, where there is no guidance, the people fall. But in an abundance of counselors, there is victory. So it's really important to, you know, get counsel from people in different situations, and it's okay. Um, and sometimes you may have to go outside the church to get that, and that's okay too. So, but it's really important because God brings resources for a reason to each of us. Um, it is to follow, to not, it is, I don't know, I know it said here. It is, to me, it's like when you don't get guidance from others, that really is a little prideful, thinking you have all the answers. And as somebody who was in counseling before, and I'm, I'm going to admit it because I get challenged about that because of what I do and the things I've done in my work and, and being having that counseling background, I think, well, I can figure this out. But it's like, no, you can't, Laura. And I'm like, yes, Lord. So I've had to repent, and it's a pride issue for some of us. And some of it's maybe my generation too because, and Stephanie, if I have had that this discussion coming from different generations, well, I'm like, well, this is pretty easy. And, and her and I have not always agreed but we've loved each other through the process, and it's, I've always learned something because I don't have the answers, and it's so important to listen to outside people, outside meaning, outside of a situation that somebody can give you counsel that you have not thought about. So I just want to encourage you, you know, you are a resource for somebody. You have a, a portion and a mountain in our, in our world that somebody needs you you're a resource for somebody for counsel, so I just want to encourage you with that. You are somebody that's a valuable. You're a loving, helpful, faithful, wise person that somebody could get counsel from. So um, I want to, um, this, um, this scripture really struck me from John 14, 26 and 7. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, and I know I talked about this one earlier, the Father will send in my name. He will teach you all things and remind you of all that I said to you. Peace I leave you. Peace I give you. And I, and I give you, not as the world gives, do I give to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Um, and I, I mentioned this earlier. Do not let your hearts be troubled or afraid in the times we are in, folks. God has this. And I would encourage you not to look at the natural, but look in the spiritual, particularly watch, again, how much you're watching the news, how much you read. And I'm going to say some prophetic people I can't watch and listen to because they're so negative. And when I say negative, I'm not saying they're for this person or that person. I just think you need to be careful. I think this, this is where we get our main guidance from. But that's not to say you don't get outside resources too. I just think... Um, we want to show people mercy and how um, not to judge people because we're the example. I mean, and I'm thinking everything that's happening in our city, in our country, in our world, in our state. Um, we need to be an example. We need to be open for people to ask questions. 
because we are the remnant. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just saying. Um, you heard that I said to you, I am going away and I am coming to you. If you loved me, you would have rejoiced because I'm going to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. And now I have told you before it happens, so then when it happens, you may believe. So again, it's really important if God gives us a download or a dream, please journal that. I think it's a key time right now, too, for dreams and visions. I really do. Believe what he says. Believe what he's taught you and shown you for such a time as this. We are in a key time. We are in a very key time in our country. And I just want to encourage you, Write it down, and God's convicted me because I haven't been writing things down because I've, I've, I'll be honest, you guys, I need prayer about that because I used to be so diligent in my journaling, and it just is kind of gone to the wayside, and it's like that's, and I don't, I don't want that to happen. Um, so I'm just, I want to be encouraged with that by sharing with you because I think the class is helping that helping with that, it's activating that again in me, that, that desire to journal and just and put down what the Holy Spirit shows me um, because he is our helper. He is your helper. And we can all receive the same opportunity to hear from the Holy Spirit if we position ourselves to hear from him. So I, I just want to encourage you because I hear Stephanie hears you all here too. And I think that's what's so good about our body here and it's small. And we have that time to facilitate to hear on Sundays, but also the throne room on Tuesday night. I want to encourage you to come if you can. I really feel like it's a very strategic time because I, and particularly people that are taking the class, um, encountering the Holy Spirit, the loving helper, the faithful helper, and the wise helper. Um, I want to close with this and I want to make this a challenge. Um, and this is something I feel like I'd like to add for the activation. This next week, I want to, you to pray and ask Holy Spirit to come to you in a new way, to, to a, and you encounter him in a new way that you have never encountered him before, and to have him show up perhaps in a challenging situation you are dealing with and see what he will do because I think he's going to show you something. And it may be something that you're like, well, I don't know, Lord. It's like I want to encourage you because I'm asking him to show up in a new way because when we do that, he will show up. And again, I want to go back to the book because um, it's, you know, here, I'll put it up on the, this book has been so good. Um, again, just the, act, the activation piece just the fact of what we're doing with this book and this class. And I'll be honest, and, and you guys heard me say this in the first meeting, I was so glad somebody else was teaching for a change. <laughs> and then I felt really bad because it's not like I didn't want to teach, but it was mentally, this, there's just been, I've been stretched. And I remember the first class I taught here, the dreams, and then we did the, the um, prophetic class, which... We're, we're going to be doing that at the prophetic class again. We're going to, we're going to, that was when we get the recording and we're going to do all that with our classes. But this is a developing a prophetic company. And this, and this, these keys are so important for having that foundation just with the prophetic, but also the dreams and visions because God, as you know, does speak to us in that way. So I just want to encourage you and, you know, God, will show up in a new way. 
if we if we open ourselves up to that process. Um, and I'm sorry, I gotta grab my drink of water a minute. Um, so um, I I say all that to say that. Um, and this wasn't in my notes, so this must be Holy Spirit. You know, when I was raised, I was raised to be afraid of the Holy Spirit when I was growing up. You know, speaking in tongues was something that the, the, the place where I was raised at in the church is like, you didn't do that. Or it was those people rolling on the floors down the, down the road. You'd hear the loud music. And, and I'm thinking, I still remember hearing my grandmother say, you don't want to go down there. I'm like, but it was, I was kind of drawn to that. When I was a kid, there was a church not far from where one of my grandparents lived. But just, okay, the holy rollers, that's what we used to call them. <laughs> and now I'm one. <laughs> I'm laughing now because I am literally. But, but what was interesting is the fear that, that was put in me as a child about that and how that affected me. And I did not realize it until years later um, about that over some things that I didn't, just didn't know, didn't understand. And it was that religious spirit. Um, so I say all that to say, I don't know, Stephanie, if we want to do an activation with prayer for that, if you want to let you come up and I'll let you both do it. Thank you. Can we just thank God for Lori, you guys? Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. So just let's just talk to Holy Spirit right now. See, between you and him, Holy Spirit. Show me a way that you've been loving to me this week. And just listen or watch. And then thank him for it. Holy Spirit, show me a way that you have been wisdom for me recently. And then thank him for it. Holy Spirit, show me a way you've been faithful to me recently. You have been faithful to me. And then thank him for it. And then just say, Holy Spirit, I invite you now to come and fill and touch and encounter me in a new way this week. I give you permission to move and remove anything that is in your way. I give you permission to heal, to shift, to break, to shake anything that would cause a delay. And I give you Permission to remake, to rebuild, to refill, to refresh anything that will bring glory to Father's name. Yeah, that's good. There's glory on that. Just receive that. Amen. Amen. And Father, as a leader in the church, I just repent for the ways that we have caused your people and your children to be afraid of Ruach HaKadosh. We just ask for forgiveness. And we ask that you would root up any and all fear 
any and all religion, any and all deception, any and all, I just want to say flakiness, any and all flakiness and anything that's not of you, any and I hear performance, any and all performance in Jesus' name associated with you. And Holy Spirit, I ask that you would come and you would make us comfortable just heeding your voice, just responding to you, just doing what you do best, which is saying what Father tells you to say and doing and showing what Father tells you to show. And that you would grant us a grace to be conduits that are consistently, continually at rest so that you can flow through us fully, wholly, completely, and gloriously. And that you'll grant us the grace to always give the glory to Father God through the finished work of Jesus Christ by the power of who you are. The set apart spirit who abides and resides in us in Jesus' name. And if you agree, just say amen. I receive it. All right, y'all. Remember, we have Dream Team next. Thank you for listening today. Take a moment and ask Holy Spirit what He wants you to do with what you've learned. And remember, with God, all things are possible. So keep dreaming, keep praying, and simply obey. Because God is good, and He has good plans for you. You can subscribe to our blogs, learn about our speakers, and even hear from one of our team members how you can take part in transforming a city, your city with Christ. There's no time like the present. Visit ShekinahOnline.com. If this doesn't excite you, watch for our new and God-inspired product line, a newly released book by Stephanie Butler, more testimonies from our listeners like you, working to bring unity in cities across the world. If you feel led to support our podcast, you may do so on our Shekinah.com website. Or if you would like to support us monthly, there is a link labeled Listener Support on every podcast. Until next time, we thank you. We love you. Have a blessed day.